All right. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to uh, the podcast. Uh, this is, uh, oh, I lost track of what number this is, but uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in and uh, continuing to listen to our content. Hopefully, what we bring you is of value. And for today's podcast, we actually have a special edition. Um, I am here with my lovely wife, Dana. Say hello. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, and she's normally here also. So <laughs> not saying that this is not a, a special privilege, but uh, we'll talk a little bit why this is a, a little bit of a special podcast. Um, and that is because she kind of did something, right? So... Uh, why don't you take a moment and tell the people out there what you did? So I wrote a book. You wrote a book. All right. Cool. Yes. Cool. So uh, I thought it would be interesting for this one to take a little time and let's get to know the author. Let's talk a little bit about that process and um, what you guys can benefit from. Uh, so I'm going to kind of interview you uh, on this podcast, if that's okay. Hopefully you bring your A game here. Bring it on. Let's do it. All right. So let's uh, let's start at the beginning. First, for those who don't know, what's the name of the book and what is it uh, generally about? So the title of the book is Kinky Locks. Um, it's kind of a play on like Goldilocks, but, uh, you know, it's for ethnic hair or curly hair. Um, really, um, it came about, uh, my journey, um, as a mother, um, having a little girl with, uh, thick curly hair, um, navigating, trying to help figure that out. Um, but really the recipes, honestly, curly or not, um, could benefit any and everybody. And it's all about, um, toxic free. Okay. So you said kinky locks, like Goldie locks is, was there any... I guess like a story behind the title or, or was there any particular reason you decided to name it Kinky Locks? I mean, I think that was the biggest thing. Oh, that it was close to Goldilocks? Uh, well, and you know, but for us, so our hair is more curly, it's kinky, you know, so just to emphasize, you know, our hair type, but it's still cutesy. Oh, okay. Hair locks. <laughs> I think that's the, the first time that, that I actually picked up on that. Maybe I'm a little bit slow. I didn't even pick <laughs> up on that until just now. All right. Uh, cool. So let's uh, continue with some other questions here. So uh, you're writing, you've written this book. Um, what made you decide to write a book in the first place? Um, There's a few things, actually, that would, uh, I'd be able to answer that. But I would say first and foremost, um, I wanted to bring awareness um, because for me, as I was starting the journey of trying to figure out how to do my daughter's hair, I never grew up as one that really like played with Dow's hair and did my own hair and stuff like that. Um, I kind of grew up going to the salon, getting my hair done. So I didn't really know a lot about hair or hair care. So for me, you know, it was just kind of the journey of trying to figure out her hair, um, navigating all of that. But what I noticed is on the market um, for our hair type and hair texture, um, everything was filled with chemicals and toxins. Like it was awful. Like I couldn't even believe how much junk they allowed in products, um, especially for like little kids. Like it, it blew my mind. Mm. 
You know, and it's interesting that you said that because I feel like we also live in a culture where it's like um, there's a price to pay for beauty, I guess. You know, so we just get used to to it being like, hey, we're going to sacrifice something just so we can look nice. So I think that's uh, that's admirable, you know, because there are ways, especially for uh, people of color to have, you know, beautiful hair, to have their hair look nice and be chemical free at the same time you know so I, I like that I like that idea that's re- that's really cool I'll add to that too because I just feel like for me um, I wasn't aware of a lot of things so one of my biggest things is I want to build awareness to other people that might just not know they might not know just how harmful um, some of the ingredients that are allowed in a lot of our products are yeah and it couldn't have come at a better time um you know, people are, are looking more and more at labels. Uh, but also the natural hair movement is, is kind of a thing now. You know, so more and more uh, people of color are starting to wear their hair a little bit more natural. Uh, so perfect timing with that. Um, all right. So let's let's talk a little bit about the process uh, of writing a book, because I've kind of been along to watch you through that process, kind of help and assist and, and be a little bit uh, a part of that. But uh, there were also some portions that, you know, you were involved in of writing a book that I wasn't even aware of uh, and didn't know that it took as much as it did. So kind of walk me through the process. What was the process of writing this book? Well, I'll definitely say it's a lot, you know, but mm-hmm. um, of course it started with um, me. So it's a DIY book. So there's quite a few different recipes that um, people can do on their own at home. Um, and so it really began with me, um, actually, um, process of elimination and trial and error, um, making different things for, um, our daughter Ayla's hair, for my own hair, um, accumulating all of that and getting it in one place, um, and then trying to convey our story in our journey. Um, so once I had all of those ideas and all of those things in order, um, then came the writing part. Um, so just sitting down at the computer, writing it out, getting it together. Um, the, the funny thing is though, I just, I didn't really realize all of the ins and outs that, um, it was going to require. Um, so I know even after my first draft, it was like, here it is. Yeah. Um, I got a chance to read that mm-hmm. <laughs> at first draft. <laughs> And the funny thing about it is like, so the content that you originally wrote was like, what, 10 pages yes. or something like that. <laughs> and as like, as you're submitting this, I'm like, where's the story? <laughs> like, where's the, where's the experiences, you know, because for those that know Dana and I, we have two totally different personalities, um, you know, two opposite ends of the spectrum. So whereas uh, Dana's more facts and figures oriented, like I'm more of the experience, like give me something to feel, to connect with you mentally and emotionally. So like that first draft, 10 pages. And (laughs) And I thought I was doing something too. I was like, okay, that's good. You got all your recipes. There you go. Yeah. And then, (laughs) then what did I say? I'm like, so you need people to connect with you. Like you, you need to walk through the process of like that trial and error, right? 
Yeah. And I, and I, I will say that probably for me was probably the hardest part. Um, just because, you know, between you and, you know, the editor, it kept, it's like, we need more, more, more. And I'm like, more what? What does that mean? Like, you know, I've told the story. I, these are the recipes. What more can I add to it? What more to, um, draw people in and help them understand? Like, um, so, so that did take a lot of process. It took a lot of time. For me to kind of iron out those things and figure it out. Yeah, and then watching you, I, I I'm watching you write this book. Like you had to push yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and and really try to dig deep because you know, part of the process is how we communicate and talk face to face is totally different than how you would write a book, right? Right. You know? right, 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 right. So you have to find ways to connect with people who you've never met before through your writing. And so to watch you, I don't want to say struggle with that, but to watch you go through that process, um, it was encouraging because it was a difficult process. Yeah. You know. And I will say, you know, just with my personality in general, um, I, I I get frustrated easy. So, like, if something kind of gets a little hard, a lot of times I kind of fall back or... I'll get super excited about things and I'll get going and then, you know, I hit these bump, bump, bumps and I'm like, well, maybe it just wasn't meant to be. Um, But I do feel like um, as I've kind of grown and evolved, I feel like in general, um, push through the hard things, you know, because you don't know necessarily what is on the other side um, and you don't know who um, you're going to impact or touch. Mm -hmm. So this whole process of writing a book, because... It seems to be more popular now. Like most people that I've talked to, that I talk to, um, they've either written a book or they're like, "Yeah, I have a book coming out." So it's not as foreign to see people doing that. But sometimes people don't know the other side, the process, how long it takes to actually go from that uh, that first draft all the way to copy and print. And publishing. So uh, how long would you say like this whole process took you to write this book before you could actually have like a physical copy in your hand? So I'd say it it took me like a little over a year, about a little over a year to get everything um, together to print um, and ready. So that's the uh, including the editing process, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you took like... um, almost nine years worth of information, right? Because our daughter, is, Ayla, is nine. Right, right, right. Um, and that, that just kind of uh, reaffirms to me, like, that even though the actual process of writing it was about a year, like, it was like nine years worth of information at least. That's true. Very, very true. You know, that, that culminated and you pulled together into, uh, into your book. So that's excellent. Um, so I want to go back just briefly because you talked about uh, pushing yourself and some of the challenges and knowing how you are. Um, so what would you say was probably your biggest challenge in writing this book? Uh, I know what it is, but I'm not going to put you on blast like that. I'm going to let you. No, you tell me. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> I'm interviewing you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know me better, so go ahead. No, no, go ahead and answer it. What was, the, what was your biggest <laughs> challenge? Um, I would say probably my biggest challenge. Um, gosh, my biggest challenge. Um, I, I feel like for me, like the editing part was a challenge. And like, 
you know, because there's so many things that you have to think about when it comes to um, format um, and like alignment and all these like little small logistic things that, you know, I, I just personally didn't think about. And so a lot of that would get me super frustrated <laughs> and I was very close to saying, forget it. Um, and I see why in some of those little places, people just hire somebody to do it because it was like, oh my goodness, like I'm so close to being done and it, and it just feels still so far away. Um, and again, I kind of mentioned too, like with my personality, um, I'm working through no longer self-sabotaging. I'm working through um, keeping integrity to myself. Um, so what I would find um, before is while for everyone else, you know what I mean? I'm loyal, I'm there, I'm going to make it happen. Um, but for myself, I kind of put things a little bit on the back burner, like, oh, well, it's not that important. Or, you know, maybe I don't have anything that special to share <laughs> or, you know, things like that, where I downplay what I want to share with the world and, you know, somebody, somebody else will do it. Um, so I think fighting through some of those own self-doubts and, you know, if everybody hates the book, <laughs> you know, like that, that, that probably, I would say if that answers it is was some of my biggest challenges. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I was going to allude to, but I wasn't going to come out and say that. <laughs> but no, I, I remember, so there were like certain parts of the book um, that you were writing, like specifically um, when you wanted to get certain pictures in. Like for those who don't know, like there's a whole, like you want to pres- put something out there that is that is of quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and both you and I are like huge, like do-it-yourselfers. Um, so I think also for you, it was like learning to, to delegate certain things that needed to, to people who were probably a little bit more handy with it. So like, you know, with the the photography, like photography is not your wheelhouse, but, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, it was more so mine. So, you know, we had, you know, the pictures and then there was like the whole, um, process when it came to the editor, like. For those who know Dana and I, I mean, we're in our early slash mid thirties almost. Like we've been out of high school and college, like for you know ten, twelve years, <laughs> uh, if not longer. So, like that whole like I don't know if it was the same for you, but like I probably haven't taken an English class in, in 10, 12 years. Right, you know? right. So. Like when you're going, when you and I were going through the editing process, like we were sitting here, like, what's this symbol again? What does this mean? Yeah, yeah, there, there was, and like, kind of like, like a lot of little small details that you don't think about when it comes to the grammar, when it comes to um, punctuation and things like that. That's very, very true. Oh, and it was really hard. Yeah, you know, because the other has aspect of it is like we're so used to the way that we communicate now. Like the communication style is so different. Whether it's like through an email or text message like it's a lot less formal Mm -hmm. but like when you have to transpose your thoughts into a book like they tend to be a little bit more formal yeah um so that like I watched you struggle to that point like in some days you wanted to quit and you're like you know what Ah, it's not worth it this is too hard um and so I watched you push through that and that was good to see because for you this was what probably one of the first things like that you saw through to completion mm-hmm. you know and and I remember because so just to give a little bit of transparency guys like we are re-recording this uh interview 
And so we actually uh, had recorded it before, but we had some audio issues. And I went back and I listened to that other um, interview that we did. And we talked a little bit about like the other projects that you had started. Mm. So like, you know, you had like, you were making candles oh, for a yeah. while and you were, <laughs> you were making your own makeup and like you had all these endeavors. Yeah. Um, and I do, I get like so excited about things and I'm like, oh, this is going to be so great. And, and I, you know, and, and I love it. Like I go all in, like when I tell you like this, this guy right here, he was, he would come home like, what is happening in my kitchen? I'm it looked like a meth lab. <laughs> like I honestly, when I was doing the was, makeup and when I was doing the candles, like because I was just like I was like so in tune to it. Like I understood the chemistry behind it. Like I really, really got deep into it. But then it was like it seemed like once I started making stuff, doing certain <laughs> things and everything like that, it's like then people demanded so much. Or oh, I want a purple lipstick. I want a this. I want a that. And I was like, you know what? I ain't making nothing anymore <laughs> and I just stopped and it's so bad and so yeah like I just was so determined to like I'm not gonna do that anymore like I'm not gonna I'm gonna finish something I'm gonna see it to a completion so I just I really wanted to speak to anybody out there that like has something on their heart or feels like they have a calling or a dream or something that they need to share with people like the honest truth is it is selfish not to share it. Like, get over yourself because somebody needs to, even if it's just one person needs to hear it. They need to hear that beautiful gift that you have and, and what you need to to share. Yeah. And then, um, you know, to add to that, I, I feel like you're looking at my notes and that's kind of unfair. Oh, no, I'm not. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but I mean, to add to that, like, you're going to have obstacles. Um like anything worth fighting for is still going to be a fight, right? Yes. You know, so this was something that you felt very passionate about, about getting into the hands of people. And that's kind of what drove you, you know. Um, there were some days where where other people were like, nah, come on, Dana, you got to go ahead and finish this. You didn't start it now. I, I know I looked at you and I'm like, I got way too much wax sitting in the basement and, <laughs> and powders and stuff from the past no you're gonna finish this book. <laughs> you're gonna finish this book so I'm really glad that you did um you know especially dealing with uh some of the obstacles that come came along with it um so fast forward to today uh book's been out for almost two months now uh, about a month it came out in January okay. right so we're at the beginning of March yes you're right I can't do math I'm sorry <laughs> um how do you feel now I feel good. Um, I, and honestly, I will say too, for those out there, if you're thinking about writing a book, if you're thinking about um, putting something out there, um, this is just the beginning though, right? Like, so really the reality is like all of that behind hard work, um, it's just the beginning. So now it's um, the quest of finding more publishers and distribution and um, getting my book in front of the right people and promoting it. And so I'm excited because I have a lot of things in the work this month. Um, so just g getting that traction, um, you know, I don't want to, of course, like shove it down people's throats, but I, I want to get it in the hands of people that are looking for this, like in the right people's hands that um, would really, really benefit from the information and really benefit from it. And part of that is your story, too. You yeah. Know? Um, I feel like there's a lot to be gained from 
you know, hearing people's stories. Yes. So yes. I'm, I'm not necessarily telling everybody to go out and, and write a book. I mean, but in that vein, like if you have something that you want to share or something that you're passionate about accomplishing, like there's going to be obstacles, right? Uh, there's going to be times when you feel like not completing it or not seeing it through, but it sounds like you are extremely happy with yourself now that you've accomplished it. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And and, and really the book, it, it did have a, a bigger scope than just that as well. Um, you know, I looked at, um, for me, well, actually, I don't know if you have a question that goes towards this, but I was just going to say I looked at, like, you know, my own family history. Um, and again, it goes back to you don't know what you don't know. Um, so for me, um, really what pushes me when it comes to wellness and education and teaching and this book, um, which is just a small token of my true passion of teaching people, um, I look at, um, for me, I have no living grandmothers. Um, that was huge for me. You know what I mean? Um, I never met my mom's mom and uh, my granny, my dad's mom. Uh, she passed uh, before she was to turn 70 years old. Um, and we were super, super close. So that hit me hard. Um, I think about my father's only sister. Um, she also uh, passed um, before she was to turn 57. Um, and so for me, I just looked at um, you know, the odds were not stacked in my favor. Um, so I want more people and I wish, you know, if I knew more back then that I could have taught them stuff. I could have, uh, talked more about lifestyle. Um, cause even little things that you don't think about, um, the amount of toxins that, um, are allowed in hair care products and skincare products and things like that, um, a little poison here and there, you know, that adds up. Um, so I want more and more people to at least have the option. Um, I'm not saying everybody's going to just throw out all of their, you know, stuff, but, but at least know, um, that there's better options and at least know what you're, um, doing for you and your children. Because even if you don't care as much about your own health or your own self, um, so many things are, are rapid and, and getting stronger. So like, we need to build awareness for our next generation. I believe the children are the <laughs> <laughs> no, That's excellent. So you have the book sitting here with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we sat down, there was an excerpt from the book that you wanted to share. Do you remember what that one was? Um, sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because um, there's a lot of little stuff that, um, for me, again just meant a lot but I will say at the book launch there was a quote that I um, shared with everybody Um, so I'll go ahead and share that too Um, so it says can we chat just for a second we cover our mouth and nose when entering a toxic or germ infested environment sometimes we, we may even put on a mask we avoid eating known toxins when was the last time you drank bleach Here is the reality. The skin is not truly a protective barrier from toxin exposure. In fact, in some instances, dermal (coughs) absorption can be even more harmful than the other two. It does not have the filter of the nose or mouth. Neither does it have the filter of the digestive system. 
If you pick up this book and all you ever do is get rid of a few of these ingredients, I promise it will be worth your health. And so then after that portion, I have um, ingredients to avoid. So I challenge people to flip over um, the bottles in their home. Look at your shampoo. Look at your um, hair styling cream. Um, look at those labels and read those ingredients. Um, make sure it doesn't have things like propylene glycol. That's antifreeze. Why do our children, why do we need to be putting antifreeze in our bodies? Mm. Yeah, I, I was, I had a joke for him about that. It just, it came and went. But you're right. <laughs> I, I mean, one of these things is not like the other. It doesn't belong. So, uh, absolutely, I, I agree. People need to know. Um, for those that, that do not know and they need to be aware for those who are looking to make changes. Mm-hmm. Um so the other thing, let's before we wrap up, is let's talk about where can they find your book. So it is live on Amazon. Um, so just type on in Kinky Locks, K I N K Y, uh, space L O C S. Kinky Locks. It's live on Amazon. Um, we are trying to get some more platforms as well, but right now um, it is available on Amazon. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, I just want to take a moment to to say I am very proud of you Um, and the the fact that you've accomplished it. And having a little bit of the 2020 retrospect, like being that we've done the book launch and we knew how that went, like the first time we recorded this, it was like the day of the book launch. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was, when the book went live, um, there were the sales from that and from the initial book launch. But now to hear more and more feedback because it's been like a you know a few weeks or a little over a month now, um, to hear other people's excitement and to see their excitement and their feedback um, about for you, I, I think that's excellent and wonderful. And so I, from the outside looking in, I enjoy watching that happen for you. Oh. So I do want to <laughs> put that out there. Um, so you have anything else you want to say to the people? Um, I mean, I guess I'll just say to, um, you know, follow us on all the social media platforms. Um, so you are looking at my notes. That was my last question. Where can they follow? Where can they find you? Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so I was just going to say on Facebook where Dana, then the letter in Anthony Mott, um, also on Instagram, young lady day, 1224, Twitter, Young Lady Day, twelve twenty four. I don't, I don't really tweet that much though. So, <laughs> I would say Instagram, <laughs> Instagram and Facebook are the two main ones, um, and then you know our website as well, um, because everything we do, of course, surrounds by um, quality wellness products. Um, so a lot of the recipes in the book do um, mention Young Living essential oils. Um, so you can also check out our website there, and that's www myyl.com slash DNA wellness but we'll put that in the uh, notes as well Um, but definitely check us out on any of those platforms Um, reach out um, email tag us you know I just I love it I love it I love connecting with everybody all right cool all right well that's gonna do it for this interview then and I want to thank you for coming on the show (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being where you where you normally are 
no, for sharing that, uh, you know, that insight on uh, writing your book. And once again, like I said, I'm proud of you. Um, so thank you, everybody, for tuning in and listening. And hopefully you guys found this content to be enjoyable and of value. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe, comment, uh, so that we know if you like us or not. And if not, that's cool, too. But uh, Don't comment if you don't like us. <laughs> <laughs> Internet is a harsh place. Right, right. Um, and, and rate, too. Rate, 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 yeah. rate, rate, so we can get in front of more people um, if you like us. Yeah. Only if you like us. And so we'll wrap it up and we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye, guys. Take Thank care. you.